Yes, hello and welcome to the Supercoach Professionals Review Podcast, of course, that we do each and every Sunday evening, so we can't go through the Monday night game, but we will go through the other six games for you. Uh, flying solo tonight, I am, of course, uh, Paul, Paul G, and uh, going to go through the game, starting with the Friday night games. Let's have a look at the Rabbitohs VD Eels first of all. And big day for cheapy John Falau. He scored 80 points thanks mainly to two tries. Got a couple of line breaks as well. Um, five hit-ups over eight metres helping eight other hit-ups as well. Pretty good day for John Falau. That's the type of thing that you're hoping for then. If you picked him up as a cheapy, maybe just uh, stashing him on your bench. A good day um, for Israel's younger brother there, Chris Sando. Well, if you stuck with him, he had a couple of lean weeks. He did come out in the paper and say, oh, you know, there were some issues, uh, family issues surrounding those and injury issues surrounding those poor performances. Well, he was back against his old club, 91 points, scored a try, laid on two others, uh, kicking four goals, although he did miss two, even kicked a field goal um, there, plus... Um, couple of line assists or line break assists helping his numbers up there um, so a bit rocks and diamonds this year Chris Sando big game around one big game around four very hard to predict there but a good day against uh, his former team the South Sydney Rabbitohs Reese Robinson a couple of tries he wasn't kicking goals this week uh, Sando's got that job back but a couple of tries to get him 66 points there um, couple of line breaks as well, assisting there. Corey Norman, well, I think he's been one of the uh, Parramatta's best, at least as far as consistency is concerned. And then again, 53 points. It's good value at 252,700. Anthony Watmo finally getting that higher score, although it's hard to say realistically um, if he can even keep up that floor week to week with 57 points, thanks mainly to 35 tackles there. He also had uh, 14 hit-ups, eight of them over eight metres. But overall, the Eels... Um, a strong performance, you know, a bit of an upset victory. Souths weren't quite on their game, but Parramatta at home taking full advantage of that. We're still looking at guys like Manu Mao from Parramatta with their 49 points. Um, he's probably one of your staples. Will Hopawati was disappointing. Only the 24 points uh, scored there. Uh, not really getting involved enough, I guess, in far, as far as the try-scoring side of things were going. Brad Takarengi, another one who's had some bigger games, but only 24 points. It's hard to necessarily recommend Parramatta players on the Thursday night show. We sort of intimated against Danny Wicks. We're not sure if he's going to get the game time, and sure enough, only 24 points. Um, you know, touted, big, big name touting through the week, but realistically, uh, if you're going to make those trades of players um, at this time of year, you've got to look at someone with a bit of a higher floor and a higher ceiling even than Danny Wicks there. Um, Nathan Peets probably any other one to mention there, 51 points, not a bad game, but again, for his price, he's not really delivering because Isaac DeGoyce uh, eating into his minutes, although it was less on a Friday night. Let's look at the South Sydney team. Um, Greg Inglis, well, he was one of their best again, 63 points, just had the one try assist, didn't get over the line himself, but 12 tackle busts, uh, a forced dropout, um, and also a line break assist there helping his numbers. Alex Johnston, uh, he gets, whenever he gets over the line, he pretty much hits 50. He got over the line again on Friday night. He had a line break. He had five hit-ups over eight metres plus another four um, hit-ups. So not a bad day there for Johnston and... Um, he even had a last um, a last pass there thrown, so that added an extra six points to his total. We looked at some of these um, 
cheaper options from South. Luke Keary, he's going backwards at the moment. Only 26 points for him. Daryl Millard starting in the place of Dylan Walker. Only 24 points. Not much to see there. And he's at 216 because um, he didn't play last year. So it's sort of a price that Supercoach, um, I guess, uh, put on him. It makes him really out of the range. Adam Reynolds, not bad. I mean, he had a couple of try assists, a couple of goals. He got the 53 points. Glenn Stewart's been quite consistent for South, 49 points, thanks mainly to 39 tackles. Uh, good effort by Glenn Stewart there. Isaac Luke, 49. He, he's involved, 29 tackles, um, eight hit-ups over eight metres, another seven. But also had some errors, three errors, two penalties conceded, uh, eating into those points there for Isaac Luke. So pretty disappointing day for South. They weren't quite on their game. It showed not only um, on the par, but also super coach-wise. And they gave up more than we'd normally expect too. Souths have been very frugal, but Parramatta, a bit unexpected, I guess, getting over the line there. But they were at home, and, and players with a lot to play for, like, of course, Chris Sando, um, also helping them immensely. The other Friday night game was the uh, Golden Point Thriller. Um, the Bulldogs v the Tigers. Well, the Tigers, they started well... Um, Luke Brooks leading the way, 91 points for him. He had a try. He um, set up three others, uh, really making for that big day. Really rocks Thomas. He was in the negatives only um, a week before Luke Brooks, and then suddenly this week, 91. So not a player that we can really recommend on on, um, on the show, but but showing that he does have a lot of upside when, when he gets it going. Kyle Lovett, on the other hand, he's very cheap, and he's pretty much probably going to be the pickup of the week. 83 points, he got the late call-up, he scored a try, 35 tackles, um, playing out on in the second row, but getting involved. Um, another 11 hit-ups there, 7 of them over 8 metres, a line break, so a lot, a lot of good numbers there, a couple of tackle busts, and even an offload, an effective offload at that. Um, Marty Tapao continues to do well from a supercoach perspective. He's getting the minutes and he's putting up the big hit-ups. He had 13 hit-ups over 8 metres, plus another 2. So big numbers there. 65 points for him. Another guy to have 13 hit-ups over 8 metres was Suase Sue. He really had a big day. Now, Sue's numbers will be a little bit um, re-weighted. He got 56, but the reality was that the Tigers suffering a few injuries. Sue played extra minutes to normal. May not see that workload quite that high moving forward. Uh, James Tedesco, the same score, 56, but a bit disappointing. He had two tries, so that was 34 of his points. So really not a lot else there. And at that cost, that very high cost, Tedesco, you need a bit more. You need some line breaks, some um, line break assists, a few more than three, tackle busts, that sort of thing. Um, but the two tries saved you if you did have him. Um, some of the other players for the Tigers, Curtis Sirenin was very good, but he went off late with an injury. We'll have to monitor that. He had 20 tackles involved with his 49 points. Um, but some of the other players, Mitchell Moses, he kicked four goals. He only managed 33. Kevin Naguama, again, he's playing well, but not quite putting up those numbers. We wondered if Brendan Santee could take a step up with Aaron Woods out. Well, he only managed 30, 20 tackles. He was involved, but doesn't quite have that... Um, the go-forward that um, Woods has, these look-alike Aaron Woods. So the Tigers there, a little bit, a little bit of, a, of a, black, a black hole in some regards with the exception of probably to Powell um, and 
Tedesco and of course the cheapy Lovett who's looking good and, and you would expect that he'd get a bit more um, he'd get picked again next week but we'll monitor that on the Thursday show of course the round table podcast that we do there and uh, you can find all our podcasts www.supercoachpros.com of course or find it on the iTunes there simply type in Supercoach Pros and you will find us there too look at the Bulldogs now well, they had a good comeback. They seem to play well in patches, the Bulldogs, and they do enough to win games. They're a dangerous team to play against at any stage. Michael Leach, you, you, you know, you can speak highly about him. 84 points. He made 51 tackles. He really has been a great buy for them. Um, he looks every bit sort of the, the person that, uh, that, that I guess they expected he could be so far. Added a try for his troubles. Really good price at 240. So if you've picked him up at hooker, you'll be pretty happy. Even if he's your, your backup hooker, you'd probably be playing him each week. Josh Morris returned to form with a try, and he was pretty happy about it. I think he was suggesting he got the monkey off his back there with a bit of a try celebration. He's put up 63 points. Not only scored that try, but made two line breaks. Also had eight hit-ups over eight metres to go with four others. Um, still... That's probably closer to his ceiling than his floor at the moment. We expected more out of Josh Morris, but it was good to see nonetheless. And, and at 221,000, scores above 50 will, will get him some nice price rises. Curtis Rona, well, he's been good all year, and, and this was the thing. He started at that sort of mid-price range where you weren't quite sure which way it was going to go. Well, it's working out for him. 114 points this game. Uh, there was no Tim Laffey. He was a, a withdrawal, and then a very late withdrawal was Brett Morris. So in lieu of, of, of Laffey, who can go large any given week, and of course Brett Morris, uh, Rona stepped into breach. We knew that the Tigers were capable or probably culpable of getting up points um, out wide. Um, but with those two missing, it was Rona that stepped into the breach. Two tries and a try assist. Uh, he had five tackle busts, two line breaks, uh, another line break assist, uh, 11 hit-ups over eight metres. Great day for Curtis Rona, and um, obviously the win capping it off for him. James Graham, solid 63 points. Not really outstanding, but when you make 40 tackles and also... Uh, 15 hit-ups, 10 of them over 8 metres. You're going to get those sort of numbers, and that's why he's in a lot of people's super coach lineup. And we are a strong recommendation of James Graham. He won't play Origin, obviously, being English, and then he, even on a, on a quiet day, still manages 63. Uh, Frank Pritchard, very good. Uh, the, ball, the big ball players for the Bulldogs, him and Sam Cassiano, played well. They're helping them get back into the match and ended up winning it. Um, Pritchard had a try assist that helped his day. Ten hit-ups over eight metres. Also had a line break assist and two effective offloads. Aidan Tolman worked hard. He scored 68. Um, another guy like Graham who just works and works and uh, puts up those high-floor numbers. 46 tackles he made and he had another 18 hit-ups to go with that. 12 of them over eight metres. Um, and Sam Cassiano, he mentioned, 54 points. A good day for the dogs. Um, you know... Josh Jackson was probably a little disappointing, just 38. Trent Hodkinson, he's been on the downward a little bit from a super coach perspective, only 42. But probably the guys you're looking at having or playing, you probably did all right there with your dogs players in that Friday night game. Let's go to the Saturday games now. And the Knights feed the Panthers. The Knights, who would have thought the any undefeated team after four rounds? I reckon more people would have predicted that would be the only team to have a, yet to have a win after four rounds going into the, the year but they've won them all and they've done it in style really, they're playing a great brand of football it's suiting their roster, suiting their makeup. they're tough, they're hard to uh, to score against, they you know they make you work for uh, every hit up, every t- 
tackle that you make, you've got to work hard. Guys like Cade Snowden, they've been one to 66 points. Snowden made 34 tackles. Um, he had 18 hit-ups, six of them over eight metres, so not a lot of them that effective, but he just works and works and works. Had a couple of effective offloads, mind you. Um, a couple of their other forwards had big games. Chris House to 96 points. He scored a try and he made 49 tackles. A nice combination there. And he's very affordable, 272,000. Big day for Houston. Bo Scott, well, you do expect that out of him. 69 points, 28 tackles, um, seven tackle busts, had a line break, you know, uh, nine hit-ups, eight of them over eight metres. Good day for Bo Scott. Um, the Harms, they, they had a good game. Jared Mullen. Um, 59 points, a couple of try assists helping him there and a couple of line break assists. Um, Tyron Roberts a little bit lower, 45. That cheaper, cheapy Tyler Randall, 44. Um, the centres, well, Dane Gagai doing it again, 57 points, even though he didn't have a try or a try assist. Did he have a last pass? Um, not quite a good day in the same boat um, for the other centre partner, J- uh, Joseph Lalua. Only 22 points for him, so... Disappointing day. I had, had six missed tackles. That didn't help. And uh, three errors and a penalty conceded. So really affecting him. He's been playing well and usually a, a decent floor, but but not this weekend despite the win. Akiyate, you know, any, any given day he can go large. Well, he scored 69, scored a try. Uh, a lot of hit-ups over eight metres, nine in total. A couple of line breaks there and an eight tackle bus really getting his numbers up. Um and Adam Clydesdale, he made uh, only the 20 tackles this week, less tackles than he has been, but still got 51, thanks mainly to a try there. Uh, overall, again, Knights, you know, we're not sure exactly which way to go with the obvious exception of Cade Snowden, and we still like both their centres. Dan Gagai, in particular, another good day, and at that slightly uh, cheaper price now than Lilia, although it is matching up now uh, as the price changes go on week to week. And I've definitely a monitor for Chris Houston after that big game. The Panthers, well, they would have been disappointed with that. They look a little bit lacking direction with no Jamie Sauer. Elijah Taylor had a big game. He made 40 tackles. And we know you get a good floor with Taylor. He makes a lot of tackles a match. But he ended up with 82 points because he had a line break. He had a couple of effective offloads. He had 12 total hit-ups, eight of them over eight metres, and uh, two tackle busts. So a good day for Elijah Taylor. Uh, Peter Wallace, well, he set up a couple of tries. He was also targeted in, uh, a lot in both attack and defence. He actually missed five tackles. He had made 14, but uh, he was targeted there. A couple of line break assists helping his numbers get over the 50 mark. Dean Farre, good game for him, 72 points. Thanks mainly to a try and a couple of line breaks. Tyrone Peachy, well, we like the look of him, and he had a big game, 77 points, uh, 20 tackles, five tackle busts, three effective offloads, and another two ineffective. He's certainly involved. Seven hit-ups over eight metres, and there was 14 other hit-ups that didn't make the eight metres. So he, he was pretty tireless, Peachy. He was involved, and um, a good day for him. Matthew Moylan, well... He was the one that was bringing him back in late. Probably not the best day for him overall. Uh, missed a couple of goals, you know, a few missed tackles, a few penalties conceded, a few errors, a bit, a bit of a topsy-turvy day. Did get a try, did get a try assist. You know, 57 is probably going to be a bad day for him, I'd, I, I would say. So you you got to take it, really, considering the, the Panthers well and truly beaten. Josh Mansour and Jeremy Latimer up there with 59 and 58, respectively. So even, you know, the Panthers ended up putting up more supercoach points than the Knights, even though they lost by, by a significant margin. Reagan 
Campbell Gillard's another one we could mention, another cheaper one there, cheaper option 53. Jamal Idris, you're not going to be disappointed with 61. With James Seguiaro out, Apisai Corosal stepped in, scored 65 with 40 tackles. So if the opportunity's there, Corosal will get you half-decent points. He's, he's reasonably priced, but at 237, it's still a question there uh, for or against. But the Panthers, a down day for them, um, despite some good scores with Supercoach. Tini Zelezniak, probably the only one totally missing out there out of uh, the Supercoach regulars that you may have. He only managed 21. Um, well, let's have a look at the Sharks-Titans game, and it was one of those games, a bit scrappy at patches. It looked like the Sharks were going to get home, but uh, a late intercept and the Titans end up getting the win. Uh, really, uh, obviously, a lot riding on that that game. Two teams, you know, that hadn't won. Someone was going to get that all-important two points. It was the Titans. Um, looking at their numbers, well, some good some good players. James Roberts is the guy we liked after round one, and he's finally put up uh, a couple of tries and a try assist. He really did um, get, get more involved in this game and, and start to stamp his authority. He's got a lot of talent. And uh, definitely helping his side to the win. Aiden Caesar, he's pretty solid there. He kicks goals, that helps. A last pass helped. He makes tackles. 51 points for him. Um, Nate Miles, 66. That's solid numbers there. Uh, as well as Luke Douglas, 59. He's been quite good this year, Luke Douglas. 41 tackles. Heavily involved. Um, Ryan James, probably a bit below what we'd hope, 43 there. He did have 33 tackles. He's just not quite getting those opportunities he might have thought. Uh, maybe as the year goes on, Gold Coast will figure out that role for him. Kane Elgi, the new halfback. He's a cheapy 37 points. He had a try assist, um, made 17 tackles. It's not a bad day, really, when you that price. You're probably not starting him. Hopefully you're not starting him. Your halves, you definitely want those big-name halves. But um, as a guy that might make you a bit of money, you know, you're not disappointed with um, 37 there. The Sharks, well, there's going to be a lot of soul-searching after this week. Paul Gallon, his usual... Um, Self, 92 points there, 33 tackles, uh, three tackle busts, two effective offloads and one ineffective, one line break assist, 14 hit-ups over eight metres and another nine under eight. Big day for Paul Gallon. Andrew Fafita was also strong, 68 points for him, thanks mainly to 36 tackles and 19 hit-ups, 11 of them over eight metres. Valentine Holmes, wasn't it great to see? We saw all this talent in the nines, we knew what he's capable of. 73 points. He scored a couple of tries, uh, six tackle busts, a line break, eight hit-ups over eight metres. Good day for Holmes. If you get, if you got him at the start of the year or even if you bought him since then, you, you, you finally, you, you, your patience is rewarded. I think he'll keep it going from here. I couldn't imagine that um, he won't be a, a, a fixture now in the starting lineup for the Sharks. But again... We were disappointed not to see much of Anthony Tupou. He only managed 28 points. He was supposed to start and didn't. Jack Bird came off the bench and scored 30. Not bad for his cheap price. Um, a lot of talent there. We're still going to be waiting and watching to see how that evolves. Um, again, Titans players in general, but uh, Sharks players, sorry, in general part, it's very, very tough to where you go besides those big names, Gallon and Fafita. And probably now you can start to play homes with confidence, but... Uh, it is tough for the Sharks right now, and obviously it's tough for, for Supercoach owners if you own any of their players. Seagulls and Dragons, the other Saturday night game, another bit of a bludger of a game, uh, to be fair. Uh, St George, full credit to them, they defended well, and you know they certainly played 
hard the full 80 minutes and they got the result. Bit disappointing not to see more of Trent Merrin. He still put up 55 points, but he was off the field for an extended period despite finally getting the start. Jason Nightingale, what can you say about him? He's the ultimate professional. He's playing on the wing. He's captain. He scored a try. He was involved in everything. Um, ended up with 76 supercoach points. He's going from strength to strength supercoach-wise. A good day for him. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, very impressed with him uh, in this game. 34 tackles. He was heavily involved. 10 hit-ups over 8 metres. A couple of tackle busts. Uh, 58 points. Good day for Frizzell. Um, Josh Dugan, well... He a bit of a mixed bag, but he ended up with 92 super coach points, so a big day that that way. 10, um, 19 hit ups total, um, nine of them over eight meters. He had one, he had a kick return that helped him with eight points. A line break assist and a line break and six tackle busts, also had a try assist. Jack DeBellin, he's getting quite a bit of game time coming off the bench. 63 points, he made 30 tackles. He also had. 14 hit-ups, 10 of them over 8 metres. Mike Cooper, another one like Merrin, doesn't seem to be getting as many minutes as maybe he should, 46 points. Ewan Aitken, 48. They go with his um, good start last week. You can't argue with that. He gets involved. Um, he actually had 18 hit-ups, 12 of them over 8 metres, so that helped his numbers um, there. He, he could even go higher next week. Um, on the other hand, Edo Nabuli seems a bit out of his depth. He only managed 25 um, you wonder, unless he can get over the line, there's not much to see there. And, of course, the halves, Benji Marshall, 37, Gareth Whittup, 39. Not a lot to see there. Um, Mitch Rain's taken away any, any game time Heath Lestrange was getting, except for a little bit there, either side of half time. But they're cancelling each other out. Rain, 39, um, Lestrange, 15. So not really a lot to see from the hooking role there from the Dragons. The Seagulls, well, it was a very low team score for Supercoach points. Um... There's nothing to write home about about the manly performance, uh, either on the field or from a supercoach perspective. We had um, 52 points from Daly Cherry Evans, uh, but that was 34 tackles. I mean, can you believe it? Um, really um, tough day out for Daly Cherry Evans. They did target him, I guess, in defence. Jake Trebovich, Trebovich, I should say, 48 points. That's a good... Um, score for a, for a very cheap player, 122,600. He looked strong. He made 26 tackles, um, had another 16 hit-ups, nine of them over eight metres. Not sure if he'll get as much game time. A lot of injuries for Manly. They had players going off left, right and centre. Um, Braden Williami, again, he's probably not going to be a fixture in the staying lineup. He did score a try. Uh, he did end up with 44 points. He narrowly missed another Williami. Maybe putting him on the watch list. Um, some big injuries out of this game. Felidi Mateo, he could be gone for an extended period. We'll discuss more on the Roundtable podcast, which we normally do on a Thursday, but with Easter coming up, we're going to do it on a Wednesday. Um, Daly Chevrons went off earlier, though. We think he's going to be okay. Jamie Lyon missed a lot of the game, and he scored 18 super coach points. So we'll, we'll monitor it. Um, Josh Starling, also another, looked like a, quite a serious injury. So we'll monitor the manly situation, but right now we're basically saying stay away. Of course, um, we get all the information at www.supercoachpros.com or by following us on Twitter at supercoachpros. We tweet out before each game. We give you the information. So those late withdrawals, they're very critical. 
to know about, unless it's uh, <laughs> Brett, Brett Morris going down after we sent the tweet. That was a bit of bad luck. But in general, we'll capture even that information. We can usually get to you there on the Twitter page there at Supercoach Pros. Let's look at the two Sunday games, the last two games that we'll do, because the Monday night uh, is not being played yet on this wrap-up show. And it was the Warriors v. the Broncos. And the Warriors, well, they just, when you think that maybe they've t- they're turning that corner and they're really going to make it happen, they get beaten by the Broncos in New Zealand. It was a big day for, I guess, both countries, Australia and New Zealand. It was a big day in regards to that specific game because, of course, the Warriors' first ever game was against Brisbane 20 years ago over there, and it was a bit of a reenactment, but the same result in the end, Brisbane winning a close one. Uh, full credit to the Broncos and their coach, Wayne Bennett. He's got things uh, seemingly turned around after a tough first couple of weeks or a first week against Souths. Um, they've won three on the trot. Corey Parker, we said a couple of weeks ago on the roundtable show, we're not really sure um, if he's going to be able to put up those type of numbers that we've expected from him in the past. Well, 93 is going towards it. Um, a big day for Parker. A little bit of everything. Only the 21 tackles. But he also had uh, four effective offloads and another two ineffective. He had 17 hit-ups. Um, nine of them were over eight metres. He had three tackle busts. He kicked uh, four goals, missed one, and even had a last pass. So he put them all together, and it turned out to be a pretty fruitful day for Parker. Um, ben Hunt, back to form the last couple of weeks, 71 points today, 25 tackles, 12 uh, or 12 points worth of a try assist, one try assist. He had three forced dropouts. So, a great addition to his points tally there. Um, Alex Glenn, a guy we kind of like going into the year. Well, we're starting to play the type of footy we expect from him. 59. Um, a lot of hit-ups by Alex Glenn. 21 hit-ups, 12 of them over 8 metres. Matt Gillette, 42 tackles, helping him to 57. That's sort of around what we expect from Gillette, maybe even a little bit higher. Andrew McCulloch, he makes a ton of tackles, 41 tackles today. He got to 61 thanks to a try, but again, if he doesn't get over the line, he's probably a little overvalued. Josh McGuire, a guy we like, 53, probably a bit below what we might have hoped from him. Um, Cheapies, Corey Oates with 53, and Lachlan Moranta with 52. They both got over the line, and that helped their points tally there. They're certainly going to make you some money if you've got them, as would Jared Wallace, a guy I think uh, Ryan suggested on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, He scored 67, got a try again, helping the numbers up. Might not get that each week, but even taking that away, uh, 138,000, if you can get hit the half century, you're happy and he's uh, well and truly above that there. 21 tackles helping him there, as did a line break. And 10 hit-ups, 5 of them over 8 metres. And we should mention Sam Tide. He also hit the 50 there, um, 51 points. But probably not a guy that most of you have in the Supercoach lineup. If anyone has persisted with Anthony Milford, he scored 43 today, so slightly better. But still a lot of work to do. The Warriors, well, they put up some decent numbers. We said going into the game and on, on Twitter... We expected some big games, particularly from some of their back rowers. Simon Mannering certainly did that. 84, he scored 52 tackles, heavily involved. A couple of offloads um, and 14 hit-ups, eight of them over eight metres. Ben Maddalena, he's been so good this year so far. Um, 30 tackles for him, four offloads, all effective. 
um, and 15 hit-ups, 11 over 8 metres. you got the 72. Bodine Thompson, 62. He had 50 tackles, Bodine Thompson. Big uh, workload there. Chad Townsend, 64. He scored a try, uh, which helped his numbers there. Had a line break. Uh, he just keeps putting up good scores, Chad Townsend. Um, you know, you can't really argue. If, you, if you've had him from day one, you're laughing, really. Um, Ryan Hoffman, 61 points. You're not going to argue with that. He's been good all year. Didn't get over the line this time. He scored in, his, in the first three rounds. But still 61. That's that's a decent floor. That's probably what it is for him because 28 tackles, uh, a couple of effective offloads, and 16 hit-ups, 10 of them over 8 metres. So not a lot else, yet he still gets to 61. Sean Johnson, halfway through the game, he thought, oh, here we go again. He's been below par. But he did get to 63. Three try assists helping him along to that score. Um, he's still below his best, let's face it, but at least... Um, a lot better this week if you if you've got him in your lineup and Solomon Carter, he's pretty much uh, the cheapy to own or from round one. Sixty five again, he just keeps putting up these big scores. And uh, look, if you've got him, you're laughing. If not, you just keep saying, "Oh, surely he can't keep this up." And he's <laughs> but he has so far. A couple of lower scores to talk about. Tumawala Lalihi, we thought maybe going back to fullback, he could go even larger than he had been, but the opposite happened. Um, not sure if Sam Tompkins is going to be back next week. It's one to monitor. Manu Vatavai thought maybe he could have another big game, but, you know, Vatavai, he can be hit or miss and only 32. Thomas Lulai, another one that we thought might got it more out of, only 34, and that was mainly thanks to 24 tackles. And Sam Lissoni, 21. So a guy with a lot of talent and a lot of potential, but at the moment, if you've got him in your lineup, you're probably sticking him on your bench and you're even starting to think, When's he reaching his peak? Because Lissoni could get to that point very soon where, where he's saying, well, he's made he's made the money, now it's starting to level out. We'll discuss that sort of stuff more on the thir- Thursday show, or this week on a Wednesday, of course, the Roundtable podcast that you've got to listen to at www.supercoachpros.com. A final game, the Raiders v. the Roosters. Uh, Raiders traditionally have a hard time playing the Roosters in Sydney, and it happened again. They got absolutely walloped. Uh, not a lot to speak from from the Raiders' perspective. Mitch Cornish, at least, is getting some decent numbers now. Um, was a cheap. He picked up by, I think, more than half of Supercoach owners going into the year and probably stashed on the bench. Well, 56 again, you know, some good numbers. If he can keep this going for a couple more weeks, he'll get you your price rises you wanted out of him, and then you're probably looking at offloading him for someone uh, a bit higher quality. Um, but 56, good numbers for Cornish. Um, we were interested in Mark Nichols. Uh, young, or not so much a young player, but a player returning to first grade, a very cheap value, one twenty-two thousand. He got his opportunity late, a uh, late uh, replacement today, but only managed twenty-four. Uh, Blake Austin, a guy we've sort of said he's been up and down as he as the year has gone on, even though it's only been four games. Well, he was down today, thirty-eight. Not the worst floor in the world, but uh, you're hoping for more. Uh, Sean Fensom, only 49. They're not horrible numbers, but you want more when you're paying 430000 Jack White, 46. Again, oh, he's under 300000 so I guess you're not that disappointed, but he thought maybe more. Even Sia Soliola, who's been so good starting the year, 48. It's a good number considering his price, but you wanted more. 
um, from him and Josh Hodgson, 43. You're not going to drop him over that. But uh, again, wanting more. And as Raiders fans, they're probably wanting more too. It was a very disappointing day for them overall. The Roosters, on the other hand, a clinical display. Mitchell Pearce, we said on the on the Twitter feed, get Pearce in your lineup. Well, I hope he did. He scored 95. He had four try assists and three line break assists. So massive day for Mitchell Pearce. Um, 351,000, he's doing everything. A lot of people will say, don't don't play halves, it can't kick goals. But it's all about the value at this stage of proceedings, and you're getting great value playing peers at just 351,000. He's playing out of his skin. He's definitely a player you can safely have in your lineup, at least until Origin. There's a good chance he'll be picked for Origin, along with his 5'8 partner, James Maloney. So reassess then. Maloney scored 63. He scored a try. Uh, he had a last pass, and he scored five goals, although he missed one. Um, not a lot else with Maloney. Had 16 tackles, but um, you know he kept up bigger days than that. Forced dropouts, try assists. Um, so you know you sort of 63s. Oh well, if that's if that's a not the greatest day for Maloney, yeah, you know, he's take that. Michael Jennings, he just keeps doing it. 75 points. He had the odd bad day, but he has more good days than bad. Um, a good day again. This one against the Raiders. Uh, just the one try. But seven tackle busts and a line break and uh, 15 hit-ups, nine of them over eight metres, helping his numbers there. Blake Ferguson, two weeks in a row now, he's put up some good numbers, super coach-wise. 63 this time out of try, last pass, two line breaks, uh, eight hit-ups, all of them over eight metres. Did lose eight points out of four errors, so that was a little bit costly, uh, but still a good day for him. Um, we sort of thought Roger Javashashek could go well, and he did. 91 points. He scored a try, had a last pass. Uh, 22 hit-ups, 14 of them over 8 metres. So big scores there. By Getting an open space, I guess, as the fullback, that's really helping his numbers go up. He also had a line break and a line break assist. Daniel Tupou, 71 points, a try, a try assist, a line break. Um, 10 hit-ups, 6 of them over 8 metres. On the flip side, Boyd Cordner only 37 and Aiden Guerra only 39. This is going to happen when you have a blowout win. Second rowers who normally play 80 minutes, they might get rested at some point. The ball won't need to go out there as much. They won't have to get involved with the workload as much. Uh, They don't even have to tackle as much. 32 tackles for Guerra usually goes into the 40s. It does affect their points. Thankfully, I guess the Roosters won't... Uh, blow out too many teams this year even though they are a very clinical team um, at least in this manner but the Raiders simply went up for it today um, and the Roosters far far too strong We're, we just keep recommending Roosters players even the down day like today for Guerra and Cordner we think overall it will balance out but certainly Mitchell Pearce very good day for him indeed and uh, the Ra- and of course um, against the Raiders well what can you say I mean they're probably, I think, believe they're equal favourites now for the wooden spoon um, with the Titans, even though the Sharks are the ones uh, sitting on the bottom of the ladder. So that is just about all we have time for on the review show. Um, we'll be back this Wednesday night. Wednesday night, uh, the night because of Easter. Just doing it a night earlier, the Roundtable podcast. You can find all the information www.supercoachpros.com you can subscribe to iTunes either via the website there's a link there or just go to iTunes and follow the links to Supercoach Pros and make sure you follow us on Twitter um, Twitter followers increasing daily we put tweets up before each game and it's just critical information that you need um, obviously when we see these replacements Sissi Walker are a late replacement 
today and Tim Laffey on Friday. Um, you want to have this information so you can make these critical last-minute changes and do that so easily by just following us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. And we will talk to you again on Wednesday.